Thanks for joining us on episode 19 of the SAP UK podcast. On the show this week, we're focusing on transformation of the public sector, and we'll be hearing from Gloucestershire County Council as it embarks on its own journey with SAP. What does the future look like for public sector organisations? As we are starting to experience a time of transition from the COVID-19 pandemic, the opportunity to adopt new technologies to improve the way we deliver public sector services is here. Whether you want to become more agile, more resilient, or increase your capacity and productivity, government organisations are now maximising the latest cloud technologies to better meet the needs of their citizens. A perfect example of this in action is Gloucestershire County Council, which has become the first UK public sector organisation to select Rise with SAP to modernise its IT and technology infrastructure, accelerate its transformation into the cloud and deliver efficient services to its local residents. For this episode, we're featuring some highlights from our recent public sector event, where we were joined by both Steve Mawson Deputy Chief Executive and Executive Director of Corporate Resources at Gloucestershire County Council, and Cheryl Milliard, Head of the Business Service Centre at Gloucestershire County Council, both talking about their organisation's transformation in more detail. We'll also hear from Amanda Gardner, Head of Industry Value Advisory at SAP, who leads a conversation with three key guests. First, Satpal Bayant, our Head of Public Sector, who talks about the benefits of RISE for public sector organisations, Dr Ruth Eberhardt, VP of Intelligent Government Management, who talks about the key challenges facing the public sector right now, and finally David Dinsdale, Industry Value Advisor at SAP, outlining the five key drivers for digital transformation in this space. But first, let's hear from Steve from Gloucestershire County Council, who spoke to Satpal about the Council's Looking to the Future strategy and the vision behind its transformation. Steve, thank you for joining us. To set some context for those on the call, could you introduce yourself, your role, and give us an introduction and overview to the work of Gloucestershire County Council? Thank you, Satpal. Um, so my name's Steve Mawson. I'm the uh, Deputy Chief Executive and Executive Director of Corporate Resources. And what that means is that I look after the corporate functions of the county council. So uh, finance, legal, HR, procurement, to, to name a few, including property as well, and, and the whole uh, democratic approval of the county council side. I am the statutory, what we call section 151 officer. So that's the person that's responsible for holding the checkbook of the council and reporting into to various council meetings, including cabinet council, etc. Um, so. So the County Council operate a number of large statutory functions, including adult social care, children's social care um, within the County of Gloucestershire. Thank you, Steve. Just a small job then, eh? <laughs> Just a small job, yeah. yeah. I've been with the Council about a two and a half years, started in, uh, in Gloucestershire in August 2019. Uh, and prior to that, I've been in local government in other places up and down the country. And, and unfortunately, this is not the first time I've been involved in uh, procuring a, an ERP system for a large council, so I'm, I'm well versed in that experience. <laughs> so 
Gloucestershire County Council has its uh, Building Back Better for Gloucestershire strategy. Um, could you give the audience a bit of a summary on what that strategy is seeking to achieve? Yeah, so what we're trying to do is bring forward a number of new projects and a number of existing projects uh, to reset the council's strategic direction for the next four years, starting from, from 2022. Uh, it builds on the strengths that we had in the previous uh, strategy. They're looking, uh, looking to the future strategy, which ran from 2019 to 2022. So the new strategy will pick up where we want to go next and what we want to do with our infrastructure improvements and our economic growth improvements, as well as looking a bit more internally as well at some of our other services, particularly in terms of IT and productivity improvements that we're trying to make for, for the County Council. And that's where we come to the discussion around uh, looking for the future with our, our SAP partners and trying to work out how we can improve our productivity for our internal teams in that kind of post-COVID new world that we're all used to working in. Thank you, Steve. Um, and, and obviously, as a key proponent of that strategy and, and to help you drive digital transformation, uh, you've recently chosen to rise with SAP. Can you give us some insights on your digital priorities and, and why you felt SAP was the best solution for Gloucestershire? So I think for us, we've taken quite a long time over this decision and discussion. Um, as you know, we've been a SAP partner for quite some time and we wanted to revisit those opportunities that using SAP had given us over the last 10 years um, and trying to reset the framework for a, a new modern um, home working, agile working future so that we're using our data and our analysis in a better way to suit our residents. Um, we believe that we are one of the first uh, partners to, to jump into bed with SAP on the RISE product and we want to take that opportunity for the public sector. We want to share our experience with the public sector. We are we want to learn what, what others can do as well as what SAP partners can do and help them to challenge us uh, in a better way using all our information on best of breed applications such as finance, HR procurement and trying to link those better in a better way for a modern workforce. So we're not spending as much time generating data and information, but actually more about using that data and information going forward and, and linking that to best of breed products that we can have. Whilst at the same time, there will be need to be some configuration. Of course, we want to use that locally for the best uh, for our managers and our services going forward. We've used extensive uh, evaluation in the market and we found that SAP's product gives us our best fit in terms of value for money and the future proofing that we're trying to get out of uh, our product going forward. It takes investment, both in time and energy, to get to those future positions. And we believe that SAP could be the, the partner on, on that journey for us. Uh, we're currently out to tender for a uh, systems implementer. So we're hoping that we get the right systems implementer to work with us on the implementation of this product going forward. But we're very excited about what the future has got to hold. And thank you, Steve, for putting your trust in, in SAP and, and the Rise with SAP for Public Sector um, solution to, to help you on, on that journey. Uh, and I suppose just picking up on some of those elements, Steve, and, and thinking about partnerships, kind of what are your expectations uh, from, from SAP as a partner and indeed any other partners that Gloucestershire may have? So I, I guess we welcome friendly challenge. We welcome uh, appropriate kind of ways forward and 
we know that in many respects the county council is not the expert on all all things uh, going forward we do think we're the, we're the expert in what is right for our citizens and right for our customers um, and we want to work with partners that are keen on delivering those in improvements productivity improvements as i've talked about the new modern ways of working not host not not holding on to your data and hosting that information in the cloud so we're really keen to hear what other partners have got to say but also we want to take our colleagues with us on that journey and we want to improve the things for gloucestershire res residents money is important so value for money is always key to a public sector partner and we want to make sure that we are utilizing the investment that we are now putting into Thank you, Steve. Now that, that's been a great discussion. Uh, I, I wish we had more time. Um, just to close, uh, and thinking about those on the call who may be embarking on a similar journey to, to Gloucestershire, what are the tips um, that you have for them as they look uh, to the future? I guess for me, I'd make sure you know what you want and prioritise what is important to you as a, as a public sector partner, whether that's about your productivity improvements that you're trying to make, whether that's about uh, knowing the data that you're going to be utilizing and how you're going to be utilizing it, whether that's about where you've got a price point and if that is your limitation, what you want from that price point and know the market. I mean, I think Gloucestershire has spent quite a lot of time doing soft market testing to understand what the market can offer and understand what we can uh, be expected to, to receive. So that when it came for that tender process and when, when it came for us to to looking for a partner to a point, we knew what was out there already and we're quite clear what, what that was going to deliver for Gloucestershire. So I, I think all those things take time and you've got to invest in that time with your resources and your people uh, or be willing to bring some of that in to, to advise you appropriately. So um, don't underestimate the amount of information that you need in that process because it can be a lengthy process if you need to, if you want to go into that uh, following a kind of careful, considerate uh, manner. Thank you so much, Steve, and all the best on your transformation journey. Thank you. So we heard there from Steve, it was all about ensuring that the organisation could modernise its IT infrastructure to adapt to new ways of working, increasing productivity for its internal teams and better serving its residents. It's not just about gathering more data, but using that data more efficiently to make better decisions. So we'll now hear from Cheryl, who spoke to David Dinsdale about the specific services that Gloucestershire County Council provides to local residents and what its priorities were as part of the broader digital transformation. So Cheryl, I'm delighted to be here with you today to discuss Gloucestershire County Council's choice to deploy RISE with SAP. Um, to begin with, could you give us an introduction to yourself and Gloucestershire County Council? Yes, of course, and thank you for inviting me, David. It's a delight to be here this morning. Um, so um, my name is Cheryl Milliard and I'm the head of the Business Service Centre in Gloucestershire County Council. And Gloucestershire County Council is a typical council with a wide range of services that we deliver to the people of Gloucestershire. Um, so we're responsible for adult social care, children's social care, highways, um, Gloucestershire Fire and Rescue and perhaps something people don't, aren't quite aware of, um, although it's much more um, important these days, public health is also part of our remit. And we've got two main urban areas in the county, which is Gloucester and Cheltenham, and then an awful lot of rural areas, um, including beautiful places like the Cotswolds and the Forest of Dean. So we're very lucky in Gloucestershire. 
Indeed, indeed. I love Gloucestershire. We take trips there regularly. It's fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and Cheryl, you run the Business Service Centre for Gloucestershire County Council. What, what is the scope of that service centre? Well, we established the service centre, Business Service Centre in 2007, just hot on the heels of going live with our first on-premise implementation of SAP. Um, and it, the aim of it was to create a transactional shared service centre. So we deliver back office services um, such as accounts payable, accounts receivable, uh, payroll. We pay 39,000 people every month. Um, we have a temporary staff service, which is like an internal agency service. Uh, we deliver a range of services, but probably most important for this is we're responsible for the support and the development of SAP, uh, which is sort of the glue that binds us all together and keeps all our services running and keeps the council running. Yeah, absolutely. I always think of service centres as like the central nervous system of an organisation. It's uh, exactly what you say. It connects everything and makes sure it all works. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's brilliant. Um, and as you, pardon, as you were looking to the future, um, when you were thinking about a software partner for your finance procurement and HR, what, what were you looking for? Well, it's been a long journey, to be honest, David. Um, mm. I started this probably four years ago with some reviews of our on-premise um, implementation of SAP, did a couple of reviews of that over a period of time um, and um, knew that the maintenance deadline was coming to for the the um, for SAP to stop the support to the on-premise solution. But really what we were looking for was how could we make sure that we delivered something that was future proofed. Mm. Um, we started a really um, in-depth look at the market. So we knew that we had to find out a what we needed as an organization and what we needed both today and in the future um, but also to understand what was available in the marketplace so we did a significant piece of uh, soft market testing for example um, and, and and i think one of the, the important things out of that came out of that was we needed to have something that not just met our needs but also provided value for money and that sort of future proofing element that we were looking for we really wanted to have a complete transformation. Uh, we've got a digital strategy and a digital agenda, which of course has been uh, much more of a focus since we've all had to start working from home as a result of COVID. Um, and really what we wanted particularly was a transformation in the HR and self-service area. Um, and we wanted to have much better information. Um, so not um, spend our time um, analyzing but have data and information upon which to make decisions at our fingertips so that transformation was really really important to us the other thing that was important um, and so uh, we knew this right at the outset was that our strategy was to decommission our gcc owned data center um, this would not only bring about a cost saving for the council, but it would reduce the complexity. So um, we've had our own data centre for many, many years, in fact, since I've been with the county council. Um, but of course, um, the world is going towards cloud um, and this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to try and have a much more simple environment. So um, RISE was particularly interesting um, to us when SAP introduced it because it takes you right 
right from the bottom operating system and cloud delivery aspect right up through um, the actual functionality and the, and the software itself. Um, it, it's one contract as well, which was really appealing to us. Um, managing contracts in the public sector requires an awful lot of resource, which therefore is expensive. So the fact that we have now got one contract with SAP as our main software as a service provider was just exactly what we were looking for. Brilliant. Sounds like a very thorough and well thought through process. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and are there any particular areas you would like to highlight for those watching that you feel are key to success relating to software? Yes, this is an interesting one. I mean, there's the obvious things. I mean, I think anybody can implement something technically, um, but one of my particular areas that, that's close to my heart um, is what you do around the business change. Um, so I, I, I think you're I think you're aware that I'm a director on the UK and Ireland SAP user group, um, and I've been chairing the public sector special interest group um, for about ten years. And one of the things that I've seen is that it, it is easy to implement the technical, but the important thing is to make sure that you get the business change right. So you've got to take hearts and minds and souls of your users with, the, with you because they are the people that are going to make a difference and really make that transformation happen and ensure that you do deliver your business case. Um, the other thing for, for us, of course, is actually having the right partner. And we're really thrilled that we um, are going to be working with SAP. And at the moment, we're out to tender for our implementation partner. And getting the right partner there is going to be important. Um, as we're out to tender, I can't go into too much detail on that at the moment. But I think that that relationship that you have, and given that this is going to be a long-term relationship, is absolutely crucial. And then together, um, we will ensure that we've got some really strong, clear program management um, and that we know what we're trying to achieve and we'll be monitoring ourselves and making sure on that journey that we reach those milestones so that we end up with a really successful implementation. That's fantastic, Cheryl. Thank you. It's one, one of those, it's a conversation I always wish we had more time. Um, but just, just to close, um, are there any lessons learned that you would like to offer to the people watching? I think putting the right amount of effort in um, and understanding this is not a simple, um, quick process, um, particularly in the public sector where we're bound by the public contract regulations. Um, so our um, contract for the software as a service we um, procured through the Crown Commercial Services BOSS framework. Uh, back office systems framework, which is a really important um, foundation for us. So um, that procurement process isn't quick. You do need to put the right amount of effort in and you do need to make sure that you understand what you want to make sure that you then get that at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I think also um, one of the important things for me personally from this whole programme is going to be that we're paving the way for public sector. So I would like us to ensure that whatever lessons we learn to learn along this journey, 
um, together with SAP, we can also share with, with the public sector. Um, I think it's one of the great things that's kept me working in public sector for so long is that we have a very sharing, open environment with um, other authorities um, and a really great user group behind us. Um, so I think that's going to be an important thing for us to share with others as we go along this journey. Um, the other crucial thing is to get engagement from the top of the organisation and a really clear direction of travel. So um, I'm really pleased that um, Steve Mawson, who is our Deputy Chief Executive, um, um, is behind this and believes in it and has a vision. Um, and I think also that, um, that Satpal um, interviewed him earlier this week. Um, as part of this um, series of videos. Um, and I think that's great that Steve's prepared to stand up there and, and explain what his vision is and what we're looking for as an organisation. Um, and we're looking for a partner. We're not looking for a supplier. We're looking for a partner and a partnership. And I think um, that is one of the really exciting parts of this for us. Cheryl, that's been brilliant. Just falls to me to say thank you for that. Thank you for the conversation and thank you for sharing. It's fabulous. Really My appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you, David. Thank you. Exciting introduction to Rise for Public Sector. We're now going to go into a bit more detail around some of the topics that you've already heard about. And I'm really pleased that Satpal's joined me here on stage. Satpal, your interview with Steve from Gloucestershire was really lovely. And he's obviously super excited about the journey that he's on with Rise. But what about the rest of public sector? What do you see the offering adding to the rest of public sector for the UK business? Yeah, thanks, Amanda. Um, I think if I reflect back on some of the challenges and, and actually some of the digital transformation that's occurred in public sector over the last three to five years, um, a lot of what I've observed and seen has been very much digital transformation around the front office. And clearly that was accelerated um, and, and rightly so during the, during the pandemic. But what that has left has really been um, kind of an add to the technical debt within the public sector. Mm. Um, and so for me, kind of where public sector needs to now move to coming out of the pandemic to really drive the capacity and the innovation that is sorely needed within public sector organizations is to drive end-to-end -end business transformation, mm -hmm. not simply modernization of back office systems or front office systems. And whilst there are great ERP business applications out there in the market, I think kind of none of them are best of breed in their categories. So kind of if you think back to the slide and, and the introduction that I, I did earlier, um, kind of SAP can provide you with best of breed applications in every single category, whilst also providing a best of platform. So actually customers don't need to choose, they get the best of both worlds. Mm. And when we then provide the packaged methodology, the guided um, route to transformation through Rise with SAP for public sector. What we are truly now providing our customers in the public sector is a business transformation as a service. And that's really exciting. Mm. That's new. That hasn't been available. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it really will help our customers to be able to kind of take the leverage of modern cloud technologies, but actually drive end-to-end -end business transformation and really deliver the sorely missed capacity within our public sector organizations to transform, to innovate, and move away from having to um, focus a lot of their budgets and time on keeping the lights on. 
Got you. So what I heard there was transformation on a solid platform, bringing innovation, not just focusing on the back office going forward. That's exactly it. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, Satpal. Ruth, from your perspective as our VP of Intelligent Government Management, what are the key needs that you see that are driving this intelligent government focus going forward? Well, coming out of two years, terrifying, exhausting years fighting COVID, I think we have plunged into witnessing something new and an unprovoked attack, and this has changed the world. So for me, a holistic technology vision includes security, includes data sovereignty with continuous risk assessment, and all that technology requires is required to enable a broader outcome uh, for the public sector. So a holistic technology vision, a modern cloud ERP is very relevant. An industry specific uh, cloud ERP is relevant. A robust technology secure platform is relevant. And with all of that, still configuration and customization capabilities are relevant to stay flexible, to stay agile. Yeah. And all of these components must work together seamlessly and deliver against the immediate requirements, as we have seen during the pandemic, where we needed to be very agile. But so we, we don't know what the future brings. And uh, uh, SAP is, is providing that that constant innovation with the technology components and they must be complementary with each other. So the aspiration is to provide better public value, which is uh, flexible, so solutions which are flexible, secure, intuitive and innovative. That's great, Ruth. That, that sounds really exciting. Do you, do you have any examples of those, those visions that you've just talked about that we can share with, um, with the people watching? Sure. So flexibility um, is needed, for example, to generate consistent reporting, which is adaptable to, to changing rules and, and regulations in the public sector that can be, as an example, following uh, the standards of the Chartered Institute of Public Finance and Accountancy, but uh, on a more European level, it's the industry public sector accounting standards. Uh, I think we will see new coming up green public finance management taxonomies, and all of that is what we are prepared to include with a flexible uh, solution architecture. When it comes to um, uh, innovation, there are examples like um, timely revenue collection with reduced compliance costs where we use behavioral insights uh, as an example of uh, embedded intelligence. And as already said before, also embedded sustainability controls are part of our innovation roadmap. And all of that uh, also needs, I think, uh, be prepared for the future of work with intelligent user interfaces where you can work uh, anytime, anywhere, uh, with mobile experiences, uh, with, uh, again, embedded intelligence, which allows you to, to do reporting wherever you want, to get in actionable insights, but also where you are driven and supported by the system uh, based on events with certain um, uh, actions which are proposed to you by the system. Yeah? So this 
comprehensive cloud platform has also an openness. It, uh, it, we, we deliver several thousand APIs and pre-built integrations so that you also can experience a, a unified low-code, no-code development experience. I think, yeah, this, maybe one more thing, which, which is part of this vision is also to deliver next cloud practices. So how do you test in a cloud environment? How do you migrate in a cloud environment? How do you uh, integrate new innovations constantly, uh, which we deliver? And there are outcome-driven practices, guided journeys, which SAP provides with their partners. Um, I think there are probably five reasons that are coming out of our conversations with the customers as to where the benefits and where the value lies. Um, the first will be around HR. So what our customers are telling us, what public sector organizations are looking for um, is self-service, better user experience and more control. So the kind of interfaces that people are used to, that they work every day mm -hmm. with at home. Um, in terms of control, it's around um, how do we understand what our workforce is it, what, what a workforce is um, and how those resources are being deployed. And also with the experience side, it's how do we attract? So how do we tell people that if they're coming to work in our organization, they're working in the modern organization. Mm -hmm. The second area is procurement. Um, and in procurement, the real opportunities around compliance, around making sure that taxpayers' money is spent wisely. Mm -hmm. So there are key capabilities there, both in terms of control but really more importantly is around making it easy for people to comply. So with features like guided buying, you're rolling out almost like an Amazon for your organization mm -hmm. where people can quickly buy in a, a procurement compliant manner. Um, those purchases can be matched against contracts. And so the efficiencies can be driven in that procurement process. Mm. And the third area I think is finance. Um, and finance, the key drivers there are speed and efficiency. So how do we move to a real-time organization? Um, I think Kieran talked about some of the areas of efficiency, mm -hmm. so the ability to automate processes. Um, and then kind of a new field, I think, for public sector, which is around understanding your business processes. And so what we're seeing, not just in finance, but across different functions, HR, procurement, is the ability to use business process insights to figure out, are your processes if being efficient and where can we change to make them more efficient. Mm. The fourth area is around experience management and that's both for internal staff and also for the citizens who are using your services. So the ability to monitor and also create ideas as to how you can change in real time. And the fifth area, exactly as a couple of our speakers have said today, is innovation. Innovation mm. is key in the future. We've seen it through the events of the last few years, is we need to be able to change. And technology, the technology teams need to be able to change at a pace that re um, reflects the changes that are happening in the business functions. Mm. Um, and that's something we definitely see, is this move from really software as a service to business process as mm. a service. Mm. And so, uh, what business functions are looking for from the IT is to, to move from being information technology professionals to being business technology professionals to allow them to make those changes rapidly, drive the innovation, deal with any issues that occur and take advantage of any opportunities mm. that may arise. So everything I've heard there around the value is massively people-centric. You know, it's about a good experience for the individuals. It's about streamlining the processes that the customers work with. 
um, with the, the processes as well from the procurement point of view. And I just heard value for people constantly, which is fantastic. Yeah, and just one quick point is um, sometimes it's hard to see what's happening under the covers. Mm. So there's a lot of thought within SAP that goes to into that people um, side of things and how we design services. So for example, going back a couple of years, we announced a strategic partnership with Apple to make sure that the capabilities we were defining for those people who are using Apple technologies are consistent and ahead of mm. the latest in terms of the user mm. interfaces for Apple, Apple technology. That's great, David. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I hope this episode has given you a great insight into the public sector space and given you some clear tips on how to embark on your own digital journey. I know that Cheryl Milliard from Gloucestershire County Council is very prominent in the SAP user group community and also very passionate about supporting other public sector bodies in their own transformation journeys. So I'd highly encourage you to reach out to Cheryl if you're keen to learn more about this project. Thanks again for listening.